Welcome to Diary of an Unemployed Actor with me, Milo Dennison. Each week I speak with up-and-coming actors, actresses, and filmmakers about the entertainment industry. We discuss success, failure, and share a few tips to inspire those of you who have a passion for the creative arts. This week I am speaking with Amy Kiefer. She is a Georgia-based actress who um, has a nice story in the sense that, um, you know, she dabbled a little bit in acting, did some extra work in uh, kind of an interesting film that we talk about during this interview. And then she got married, had kids and kind of focused on that. And then after the kids left the house, decided to get back into doing some acting. And I can kind of relate to this, not so much from the family aspect, but from the having taken time off acting. I myself was really heavily focused on it. And then I did the weird thing where I got the corporate job and focused on a corporate career for a lot of years before deciding to get back into acting. So it's kind of nice to hear that a lot of people are doing that and kind of still following their passions, even though it might be a few years later than originally planned. She has some good stories about having to fly off to California for a couple auditions. We, we do. She mentions that uh, she got to fly for free. Just to let you know, I, I cut the beginning part out, but uh, where she tells the story that her husband is a pilot, so that's why she gets to fly for free. It's a kind of a perk of dating somebody or marrying somebody who's a pilot. Um, we also spend a bit of time talking about uh, in-person auditions versus self-taping and that kind of stuff. And uh, we find out that we're both a bit unknowing when it comes to the ways kids sneak a toke of a bit of marijuana. So you'll have to listen in to hear in what sense. You, you mentioned that your uh, children are out of the house now and it was kind of like, so you spent, when you had the kids kind of focused on them and then they left and now you're able to kind of really focus on getting back into acting and that kind of stuff. So oh, tell, yeah. tell me a little bit about that. First of all, it. I guess maybe just being a mom, it's kind of hard to allow yourself to do that, you know, to do something for yourself. And I don't feel as bad now because I'm not taking time away from them. Even when they're in high school, they need a lot of your attention and you got to watch them. I mean, my kids are good, so I really don't have to worry about it. Except my son loves to tell me all these stories of things that he says he did that I didn't know about. (laughs) Of course. And I'm like, I don't know if some of that's possible. And I'm kind of a younger mom, so I wasn't born yesterday. and. You know, I did have a social life when I was growing up. Yeah. I just don't believe, I think some of it, he has like had a dream and he makes it up because I don't think all of it's true. <laughs> You're like, I probably would have noticed that or something. Yeah. I don't know if the shock factor or what, but yeah, it was, it's, it's like, I felt like I didn't have an identity for a lot of years and you don't really think about it on a daily basis. And it's not like I was feeling sorry for myself. I, I love raising my kids, you know, I've never been a huge kid person, but it's always different. I think when they're your own. Of course. And um, so, I mean, I was just really involved as much as I could. Elementary school is where you can do it, but middle school and high school, they really just don't need you anymore. And that's okay. <laughs> but uh, I guess. And generally but, don't want you around anymore at that age too. They're like, man, come oh, on, yeah. let me alone. My son told me that once in middle school, oh, well, you're not allowed to come have lunch with us anymore. I'm like, well, that's one thing they do here in the South. I grew up in the North in Pennsylvania and um you know, I think it's still kind of the same way. You know, they want volunteers, but it's not common for parents to help in the classroom. It's not down here. It is. I thought, wow, you like we're allowed to be there. Like, and then I'm like finding myself making copies for the whole fifth grade, you know, and organizing all that stuff and then working on the yearbook. But one good thing is that like, oh, I knew all the teachers and the principal and I worked closely with them. 
So, you know, I was kind of new things ahead of time. It's kind of, it was nice being involved in that way. But like my son said in middle school, well, you're not allowed to come have lunch, you know, now middle school. And I found out that was a lie. I'm like, you just tell me you didn't <laughs> you want me to come. Didn't want you there. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. It's not like the food's great anyway. That's nice that the schools let you do that, though. I mean, I can tell you for sure, my middle school, I never saw a parent there at lunchtime. So there's no way that that was allowed. The only reason I knew is because some of my other parent friends would tell me that they've gone. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, so you're allowed. Okay, I shouldn't really listen to them. I mean, but again, why would I want to go if he didn't want me there? Just to be that mom that would be like, show up and be like, hey, yelling out in the cafeteria. Yeah, that's not me. No, not the embarrass your child. That would be me. I'd be like, how could I possibly embarrass my child today? <laughs> I, I envy those people. I look up to them because, oh, my God, they're so fun and it's so bold. And how do you just like not always worry about what everybody's thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, and I just I don't like all eyes on me, which seems strange because. You know, you're so just actress, yeah. when you're on set. <laughs> yeah. Not a person. But I'd be like, when you're on set, it's totally different. It, I don't get really nervous when I've been on set like for films. But when I've done those stage plays, very few stage plays that I've done, I was a nervous wreck. I'm thinking I went through it in a dream and I'm not even sure how it came out like it did because I, I don't really know how everything flowed out of me. Because I felt like I was so nervous that I wasn't going to remember anything. Mm. I'm not, yeah, I'm kind of shy. I talk a lot once I start talking. I don't usually initiate it. But yeah, I would never be that person yelling across the cafeteria. <laughs> That's all right. That would only be if like I slipped and fell and then I'm screaming. So in pain. Yeah. So do you have a hard time with auditions then being a reasonably shy person? Um, no. Like I said, when I start talking to people, I'm not shy. And everything is self-tape. Yeah, that's I, true. I mean, where where I am in Atlanta, we've been predominantly self-tape for the most part. And there's been a couple of times I have gone, I've gone flown to California, to LA for a couple of auditions that were live. I don't think they went very well. It was great to have the experience. This was before everything was going on. The fact that I was able to, because I can fly for free is, is helpful. Otherwise, I don't think I would have because as it is, I still was out of pocket, but I was kind of going for the experience and the adventure of it. And I was hoping to get it, but it was so different. Some people say they like to audition in person and they just do very well with that. I, you know, at first you don't know what to expect because it's a different world. Um, we don't, we haven't really had a lot of those here in Atlanta. And, and it kind of was good for me that things have all turned to self tape because that's what I'm, I'm used to. And yeah. I, I get a lot. So yeah, I've, I don't really get nervous because I'm in my home and I can do it over and over again. With that uh, LA audition, so was that like a room full of people type thing that you had to audition in front of? Was it individual? I, tell me a little no, bit about that. It was, well, there was two different ones. There were two different ones. And the one was for, I think it was actually an industrial that I went out there for, but the other, they were both very similar in the way they were. And the other one was for um, a documentary type um, series. And I really didn't know that I fit the role so much, but I was so shocked that they gave me the audition. And then you just tell you when you're scheduled for it. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. So let's go give it a shot. And then at least I have the experience of doing it in person. So what it was when I got there, you sign your name, you fill out a form, uh, you have your appointment time. They're in the room for the second one for the documentary. There were only two 
people or maybe three because there's a reader so there's two people that were the casting people they had the camera set up and it just happens really fast you go in there they tell you slate they give you your eye line and here's your reader and you go and it's like you're waiting all this time you sit there and you just it's hard to get right into it I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that, right? Yeah. Is it normal for you? You were used to that? Well, see, so when I first started years ago, uh, yeah, it was pretty much all in person. And now now exactly it's all self-tapes first. You used to kind of go in in a lineup almost. And so they'd have everybody in the room. You just wait your turn. You go in, you do it, you leave. And uh, so you don't really have that anymore. But you're exactly right that you have kind of that one chance when you go into the room to nail it. And so yeah. if you're lucky, sometimes maybe they'll give you direction and you can kind of do it again and that kind of stuff. I've heard that. Which is nice. Oh, they didn't do that for you? No. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the nice thing. If you can, if they'll give you direction. Uh, I did one this last year and it was for a short film and, and I did get the part, but I got a different part and it was kind of funny. I was super late. Uh, not my fault that I was super late. So I rush in there and I'm like sweating and, and like, okay, I'm here. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and I do the scene and I messed my lines up, but they were really nice. They let me do it again. And then they're like, okay, well, can you read for this person? So they hand me the script to read for the other person who worked out. Because I guess they saw your personality, maybe. Yeah, they saw I think that's you it, were yeah. gonna fit. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's still a win. Yeah. Even, you know, unless you had your heart set on it. But hey, if I went there and I went person and I didn't feel so good about it and they actually wanted you to read for another role because they thought you'd be good for it, that's a huge compliment. And then you ended up getting it, you said. Yeah. Yeah. That's which is awesome. great. Uh, but I have done that where I, I, I've gone in and they literally had me do it once and then leave. And with those ones, I don't like because because it's like, why bother having me go in then? Like, why not just do a self-tape? Or, yeah, you know, at that point, I would not be telling them that I flew all the way from the yeah, really? that <laughs> less than five minutes that I had in that room. I was like, geez. But yeah, the first one was a documentary. It had more people in the room. Um, I'm wrong. There were three times that I went out there because I went out there for this. Um, it was a film that I, they'd given me the whole script like four months before to read. And, and it seemed like it was a really good script. And that one was very convenient to the airport. There's a hotel right nearby. So that was perfect. It was actually, I stayed in that one. So we went in there and you could see some of the people that were going for the same roles. We were waiting outside to go in. And they were so different. I mean, you know, I'm blonde. There was a younger, tinier blonde. And then there was someone with a a brunette. I mean, they were just kind of going all over the place. And when I went in there, you know, you think you're all prepared and everything. This room had probably eight to 10 people in it. It's kind of a small room. You go and sit, they ask you a couple of questions. And it was the only time I had someone like, you know, they looked at my resume and then I don't know, I've heard mixed things. I made a mistake. And when I printed that one out, I didn't have my contact information there, but I had a business card that I had just made up with my, you know, the, the photo and the contact information. But at first they actually like were kind of condescending and made me feel like this big, like, yeah. because they're like, Oh, you don't have it on there. Like look at me like, Oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like you're such an amateur. I'm like, I have my business card here. Like, and I, of course, that would have been better to have stapled to it. You learn. And I'm, they give you a hard time because you didn't do the thing with like the photo on one side and the resume on the other. And I did have together. that. Oh, you did. OK. I did. I just it lacked the um, contact information. Oh, I see. OK. Well, yes, they need to know how to contact me. And <laughs> yeah, everything, but we had been going back and forth the whole time. I, I know I it was I think I was concentrating on so many of the areas and I'm like, how could I mess that up? But yeah, OK, well, that's great because this was all before the audition. 
I'm sitting there. They're all staring at me. Some of them are just heads behind a computer. You know, <laughs> so you can't really see their faces. You don't know who's there. They kind of introduce you. They introduced me to the author of the book before the screenplay. She was there and wanted to be a part of it all. And I'm like, I think, you know, really, I was trying not to let it get to me, but it did kind of like throw my audition. And I was like, oh, I did have my sides there next to me. I didn't want to use them. But um, again, another experience. And uh, ever, you know, the other people associated with it, like for the communication purposes, were very nice. That I was just kind of like, oh, no, like this really made me look bad. And they seem to not be happy with me already before I even auditioned. So was <laughs> uh, that one thing, you no. know, but it's an important thing. Yeah, again, I guess. It's just I funny. Mean, it is if they intended on calling me back and having me, you know, put me in the role, but that didn't happen. Well, now you know. Well, I know. It's a and I think I, experience. It's a learning experience. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that was all interesting. There was a lot of build up to that, you know, just getting to it. It was such a long process. And I'm thinking, I probably didn't do as bad as I thought I did. But I mean, obviously, I just wasn't right for the part. But um, I think you always think you could be better prepared. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much always leave the room being like, damn, I could have done that better. I think we're always struggling with that. And that's like a big question, like even in some of these acting groups and, and classes that we have, it is also hard to let things go. You know, everyone says all the time. And I just wonder the people who are saying it, if they're actually able to do it themselves. Um, you know, you do the audition and forget about it. You that's what you're supposed to do. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're human, right? So that's kind of hard to do. It is really hard to forget about it. But, you know, as long as you have something else to work on, it's a little bit easier because you can move on to the next audition, the next project. Yeah. Is that your system generally to try to focus on the next thing? Hopefully there is a next thing. What do you do if you don't have anything lined up? So you walk out of the audition, you don't have anything lined up. And uh, what's your your process there to kind of not think Um, about it? I think I rewatch my audition because they're self-tapes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'll rewatch it over and over again. Oh, no. <laughs> see if I like, I, no, not all the time. Sometimes <laughs> if I really liked it and then thinking, OK, well, nobody else is ever going to see this because, you know, you're not allowed to do that. Nobody wants to see another audition. But I guess that's just for me. You know, sometimes I will do that. But fortunately, I've kind of even since before the pandemic started, but even through, I've been fortunate enough to be consistently getting the audition requests. So probably. I'm working on about two to three average a week. That's good. And wow, like right now during the pandemic. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, Like right now I'm working on it. No, granted this time, this week, one of them is a student film. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they're very, you know, they're very motivated when they're students and the writing is really great. And I would like to help them if I'm not busy or doing anything and I can do it. I'd, I'd like to, you know, work on that if they see me to be a fit for that. So it's kind of, it's great to read scripts. And the way I look at it is that every audition that I do is more practice. So I think I'm getting better each time I do another audition and they're so, they can be pretty vast. I mean, I tend to audition a lot for the emotional, like sad, because I can cry on cue, (laughs) the um, crying person or the kind of bitchy one. (laughs) The, mean and nasty one. The one I was working on yesterday, I actually did a Zoom call with my son because he lives up in, Atlanta, in the city of Atlanta. We're in the suburb South. He's 24. He's grown and he's really good reader. But this particular script called for an you know adult son. And I'm like, I could just, you know, I could have had 
someone else read it or whatever, but I'm like, he's good. And every now and then he doesn't mind helping me if he's not busy. So we got a zoom call and I, I used him because I didn't have anyone else here with me at home either. It was really funny because this had something to do with paraphernalia. <laughs> it was actually something called a sploof. I don't know if you can put this in there or not. I did not know what it was. A sploof I, or a spliff? It was S-P-L-O-O-F. Spliff. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it's, it's a, the same thing. It's like a, it's a joint rolled with a, uh, a, a uh, the roll from a um, cigar. Well, no, this was... I got, like, not that I, I would know about any of this stuff. I know. Well, I had, well, I'll explain what it is, but okay. first my son knew what it was. And he goes, mom, do you, do you know what a sploof is? And I said, well, I Googled it yesterday. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I had, you know, you have to be careful about props when you're using them. But this seems like an appropriate one that, you know, would be important because they mentioned it a lot. And I had, it was an action. Uh-huh. And it's just really silly if I'm just doing my hands or whatever. I mean, I don't make a big object of it but i did it's what you do is is an empty toilet paper roll and you put fabric softener sheets over top oh, of it oh yes I, know this. Band, uh-huh. I had no idea so then apparently you inhale the pot <laughs> i've never smoked pot in my life and and then you inhale i did have to ask my son i forget what i read which end and i'm like why do you know this <laughs> he knows like, mom <laughs> i'm like i don't want to know and so that I, you know, you had to demonstrate that. I'm like, because one of the lines, I can't really say, but I guess it had something to do with that. Anyway, okay. I thought it was interesting. I learned something. That's that I didn't a, yeah. Know. So I, I know that. I didn't know that that had a name. I just knew of it. I knew of the like roll. And yeah. then, and then, yeah, I guess you're supposed to, I guess you're supposed to inhale. And then when you blow out through the thing, it blows through the uh, fabric, softener. fabric softener to like filter the air so it doesn't smell or whatever. Yeah. Right. To freshen the air. So <laughs> I don't know how well it works. Um, my dialogue would implied that it really doesn't work that well. And oh, that's where all my fabric softener sheets went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> okay. I never noticed anything was missing uh-huh. when my son was growing up. But I uh, know like, he's like not in high school, mom. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, well, that's good. Good to know now. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I try not to do anything. I was, I, like I said, I never did that. So my parents didn't really have to worry about it. But I grew up in the middle of nowhere and I was just blissfully ignorant. I think so. <laughs> that's nice. So I guess that's one of those things he mentioned that uh, he got away with when he was a kid, I'm assuming then. He says not in high school, but college. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm just going to go with his word on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to ask you uh, because. I'm curious what your experience working on Sudden Death was like. The <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme, easily forgettable film where he plays a, I don't know, karate guy that gets locked in. Always more arts, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, the, the film was, he was in, like, a like a hockey stadium. Right, it was the Igloo. It was where the pink Pittsburgh Penguins used okay. to play. <laughs> and I, I could walk to it from where I went to school. Ah. I was on the Duquesne University campus. Okay. So, um, it was just, I don't even know how I found out about it, but when I was a Poor college kid. I think I ate like in the, no, it wasn't really called the commons then. We had a little place to eat. There was like a pizza or whatever. I think I lived on breadsticks and then like I had a mini kitchenette in my dorm. Mm -hmm. So there was um, like 50 cent pot pies. Didn't eat very well. So I was kind of excited. I can make $100 working overnight, get no sleep. That's okay. It's fun. So we went, I could walk there and there were a lot of people. 
they did have the fake people because it's a big stadium that would be really expensive to have all, all those extras but it involved running i'm not even sure if i ever really saw myself in there it's a big group but it, i did see his body double and i think i saw john cloud landon but he was i loved him i was very excited about it because i always thought he was really hot when the movie came out it is easily forgettable and i want to be careful because i always can hear this but i think that he had a lot more successful movies i'll put it that way definitely like kickboxer i think was yeah kickboxer uh, double impact bloodsport yeah double impact, yeah i liked all of those yeah you me know? too like i remember watching those and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah i had this cousin who was um at like age 12 she became a black belt and tongue out so i used to go and see all her you know little events i can't remember what they're called now but um you know so i kind of got into that and i really liked the karate that much more you know, to watch it in the movies, but it wasn't my thing. I kind of always wished I could do it. I could almost do a roundhouse kick, but that's only because I took ballet, but it was a little bit more graceful than powerful. I don't know. That's my little attempt at humor. So you didn't get to meet Jean-Claude or get too close to him then? No, I I don't think they wanted anybody getting close to him. Well, and then that led to recently Homicide Hunter, where you actually get some speaking quite a bit of dialogue so i watched your clip from that so you were in that quite a bit yeah that, that's just like the clips of it but mm-hmm. it was a great first experience as far as being like a, a principal actor in it yes it is a little bit different it's not um a major network show but it's a very popular recreation documentary and it seems to have a big following around the world i've just seen it like there's these groups that are really into homicide mm-hmm. hunter now it's over now but you know the um guy and i can't <laughs> he's got the american detective he's like you know hosting that show now i was did try to get on that no, no, yeah i never uh, i know of it but I ne- i've never seen it because i'm not really into those kind of shows yeah i would have liked it because originally i was i got accepted at a college in the school for criminal justice i was always kind of fascinated with that thought i wanted to do it then i learned to be a copper detective you have a lot of paperwork and i'm like oh, i want to do that and of course there was a guy issue involved that i just wanted to go the other direction an opportunity came to go to pittsburgh and go to travel school and i'm like oh that sounds fun let's do that for now until i figure out exactly what i want to do and go back to college but um so i used to kind of like the idea of those shows talking about how crimes are solved and everything but my husband would watch these shows all the time and a lot of times they have something to do with the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it seems like a lot of this violence on, on these shows are not always, but um, I'm like, God, what are you trying to do? Like get some pointers or figure out what didn't work for them. And then, you know, what are you, <laughs> should I be worried? That was several, several years back. So when this came up and I saw that I could audition for the show, knowing that this was his favorite show, Homicide Hunter, I'm like, God, I need, I got to, get on here before it's over because it was the ninth season they were casting for and that was the final season and you know i auditioned i submitted a bunch of times i auditioned i can't even remember probably three or four times for different things and and you have to be a fit for it to kind of resemble the people and even just slightly and so that one was a charm you know sheila barnhart you auditioned multiple times for like other characters like previous seasons and then this time they were like okay yeah she's a fit yeah i mean sometimes you just you audition maybe you're someone else is a better fit and you're not and mm-hmm. then here we you know I, that just wasn't my role apparently this one was for me 
And I was really, really excited. It's so great to see those words. We want to book you. Yeah. We would love to book you. And um, yeah, there was a lot of dialogue. But I, I think the other cast members that I worked with, I was fortunate. They were very professional. They were great. And it made it so much easier for me. And I really enjoyed the director. He was very enthusiastic and very creative. And I don't know, I mean, maybe because it was my first experience like that, or maybe because it's just been the best so far. But that's the one I think I'll hold as my favorite for a long time. Uh, that's nice. That's good. Especially with that being kind of your first big experience on, you know, with mm-hmm. a lot of dialogue that it was a good positive experience versus some like, you know, jackass director so whoever you're acting opposite being some arrogant prick or something like that. Yeah, it was really nice. And just getting to know them a little bit before, you know, we filmed, you know, something like that. Because they had put us up in the same hotel. So, you know, it's just like, you know, hey, how are you? Because especially the guy that played my boyfriend, Aaron, um, you know, we had a scene where we had to kiss. I'm like, first of all, I asked my husband, I said, you know, this is in there. Are you cool with it? Before I left. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right. Yeah. And um you know, I kind of, it would be nice to introduce yourself and say, hey, and meet them before you just go on set Yeah, and do that. And so, you know, that, that was a nice opportunity for that. And just that's, I think, maybe a little bit harder for me because I think, you know, I think everyone has areas they have to work on. So I learned that day or one of those two days that the area I needed to work on was being angry and showing like violence because that's not really me. But yes, if you're acting, you've got to be able to do that. And um, we just had a full day of really emotional stuff going on in the scenes from being, you know, in love, pretending to be in love, and then being sad and scared and vengeful. And then the end of the day after you, you know, it takes a toll on you. I'm not a method actor, but it still can exhaust you mentally and physically, you know, getting to those places. And so by that time, I'm like, I was kind of tired and a little bit drained. And, uh, and I had to egg this guy who played these two guys. One played my brother and one played his friend. And we're in a small room. And I had to say, you know, come on, um, Brandon, kick his ass. <laughs> I don't think I say that. Um, yeah, you can, you can swear. That's fine. Okay. All right, cool. You know, teach him a lesson and all that stuff. But in a really angry way. But at the same time, they're full on physical, like, well, there was a what a bar. What is it called? With a, a rebar. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used you know a prop one, but they also when he was going like this with it, he had to have the real one or the prop one would just flop around. You know. So oh, you, so they yeah. would occasionally put in an actual real one to make yeah. it look believable. Right. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Because but then you know obviously when it was near the actor, you know they were using yeah plastic you know, prop or something. One. Right. It was, yeah, it looked the same, but it was definitely flexible. And Aaron, who played the boyfriend who was getting beat up, um, he was very good at his reactions and making it believable. So much this, this whole experience, it like almost felt real to be in there because you're in the moment, you're getting into it. They're both yelling and kicking and hitting and punching, you know, obviously not touching the actor for real, but you could definitely get into it. But at the same time, it's kind of a small room. I was supposed to be in the middle of them and they wanted me to kind of like just, you know, get in there, do it. But I'm so worried about getting hit by a flailing arm by accident, you know, and you can't look around because you got to stay in character and focus on what you're doing. 
Well, eventually it, it was kind of funny. I felt horrified when Greg, the director, said this, but he goes, Amy, we're going to need you to participate. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can just laugh because it's really funny. I'm like, oh, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I will. So the next take, we, we got it just okay. fine. But, but it was, it was, that's my funniest thing. I, I won't forget that. Just be told I need to participate. That's a nice way to give direction too. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't mean. He was just like, okay, we really need you to participate this time. We got to I was supposed to look like I was a part of it. I was an accomplice because the real person did get arrested and she's still in jail. So, you know, you don't want it to look to the viewer like, you know, she was this nice, sweet girl the whole time and didn't want any of this to happen because that's not what the court decided happened. Yeah, that must have been an interesting. So, yeah, you had a, the whole range of emotions on one film. So that's. Yeah, it That's was everything. Good. That's great. I love that. I find that challenging. I just watched a movie in the movie theater and I'm like watching the whole time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do that. I want to <laughs> do that. I, would, I want to have done that role because it was amazing. I don't know if you've seen, uh, and you're probably shocked because I don't know if you, we do have some theaters open here, but there is spacing. And, okay, no worries. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, I won't tell anybody. Um, I mean, it's just how it is. Yeah, but, no worries. Um, uh, Although people might hear about it once they listen to the podcast, so the word might be out. Everybody, everybody's going to head to Atlanta just to see film. Probably, yeah. The signed seating, though. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's really nice because you basically there was only two other people in there in the theater when I was there, and sitting in front of me, and they were giggling a little bit through it. But it's <laughs> the promising young woman. I think that's what's uh, called. I don't know. That was awesome. I'm okay. like, I want to. She did a fantastic job that actress and Carrie Mulligan. Okay. I know who Carrie is. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I know we're not here to talk about that. I'm just saying that is kind of like, I feel like it's right up my alley. Like she had all these different emotions going on. It was so smart and clever. So if nice. anyone's listening, <laughs> we know like who that. to contact. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to ask you uh, one last thing about the great endeavor. So this yeah. is a sci-fi film that you're working on right now. Is that filming right now? We're not filming yet. Um, okay. We're just in the process, um, you know, getting, you know, the pre-production process for the film. And um, I was cast as Juliana Wojciechowicz. Juliana Wojciechowicz? Yes. <laughs> that, and the, the writer told me that he actually, the inspiration for the name came from Bar the Marty Miller show. Okay. My husband guessed that first. And I'm like, yes, he actually said that's where that was from, which is interesting because she's a Jewish um, character, uh, a pilot. I'm not. And I guess I need to learn a little bit more about how to come. I mean, I've got blonde hair, blue eyes. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Are they going to want you to dye your hair? He's not said that. So, hmm. I mean, that's weird. I've never colored my hair yet in my life, but their gray is creeping in. So I'm not totally opposed to it. <laughs> I think I would look weird with dark hair though. I've you know done one of those things where you can plug it in and it looks kind of strange <laughs> by coloring. but um yeah i know i was going but it's um it really is fascinating and and i like years ago i was a gate agent and a ramp agent um well everyone always mistakes me you know because the uniforms were similar everyone always thinks i was a gate uh, flight attendant for some reason i don't know maybe i look like i was would have been a flight attendant but i was a gate agent and that's where my i met my husband who's a pilot so I always listen to a lot of things that he says. And then I ended up working in the training department for customer service, but it was helpful to know things that he did in his life to, you know, make 
life a little bit better for everybody working in that working experience. But also having listened to him over the years and still about even like specific details about flying and, and everything, really, I think it'll really help me with my character development, you know, and pull, pulling off because she's a former Air Force pilot and she was brought in to be a part of the Space Force. That's what they're using. Yeah, that's good. Especially you could probably show them the script and be like, okay, you know, would a pilot say that? Or maybe like how they would say it when they're being serious on the intercom and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different because we're going into space, you know, so it's not quite the same. But I know as far as like call sign, the writer, I did have, I did explain a little something to him about um, the call sign because at first they were using like her nickname is Blue Jay. Now the blue is um, her uniform, Air Force uniform is blue. And Jay is, you know, her name is Juliana. But I'm like, well, okay, it could be a nickname too, but she's coming from the Air Force. Pretty sure that, you know, it would be appropriate to say that was her call sign, you know, when she's talking on the radio. Mm. And they all have a call sign, pilots, for, you know, for the military. My husband's worked with some who retired from the Air Force and, and other branches who, who flew. And a lot of times they still like to be referred to their call sign, even though they're in a um, commercial airline environment. Of course. Okay. (laughs) Which is like, you know, he wasn't in the military. So he's like, okay, buddy. (laughs) All right. But um, yeah, I think I'm really looking forward to playing this. The script is so entertaining. It's really well written. And it's a a comedy. It's a uh, dramedy. So, so we got like, it's a comedy and it's a little bit of a mystery. It's a little bit of drama, a little bit of action. Okay. So it's got a lot of things all kind of wrapped up in one there, but they want to have um, multiple episodes of it. So while it's a movie, they, you know, they want like a tr- trilogy. They've already written some of them. So there's a storyline that, that it follows. Cool. So cool. it'll, it'll like entail a lot of different things. I think what we're doing um, at first, and I can only say just a little bit, it's basically kind of introducing everybody. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll make sure to keep an eye out for it. I noticed I went to the website and I noticed they have the actual Space Force logo on the website yeah. that, that the yeah. Space Force came up, which is just so f- funny looking because it takes from like, you know, Star Trek and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, it was inspired. But their inspiration is actually a mixture of Star Trek, Star Wars and Quantum Leap, believe it or not. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There are certain aspects, I guess, and those were his favorites. So I think it's a really special project and I I really hope it turns into be something great. I just can't wait to start filming it, you know, because we've been going over things and working on it for a while pre-production and, you know, everything's been put on hold. Are you guys not allowed to film at all right now in Atlanta? Um, No, not necessarily. They're going to be, be, well, it's really kind of hard to get together because people are from different areas. And so their promotional video that they're still working on the finalization for editing is um, things that we contributed from a distance, <laughs> sending in the videos and, and making it. It's probably not ideal, but you know, it's what kind of a lot of things have come to right now, not being able to all be together. So it's not, there are things filming here in Atlanta and that will be filming in the Chattanooga area, Tennessee, but you know, just they're working on getting things going and they'll be starting a crowdfunding campaign shortly so that's kind of where we are in the process all right cool i'll make sure to throw a link to the website in the show notes so if anybody wants to check it out Uh, which leads me to my last question um social media website anything like that where if people want to track you down if they want to find you yes um well i use uh flow page for um 
putting all of my links together. I gave you that link, but mm -hmm. on Facebook, my public page is under Amy Marie Kiefer. And you'll have to put that link on there because my name is generally misspelled. Okay. <laughs> by, <laughs> so be, but I, if you do a Google search, um, I know that a lot of things will pop up there. Um, Instagram, it's um, just Amy Kiefer. I, I, I have Twitter, but I really am not super active on Twitter. I need to get better on that. But um, it's kind of hard for me doing keeping up with all the social media. For me, like I picked Instagram as kind of my main one. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the one I kind of focus on. And then I just kind of let the other ones slide a little bit as well. I think so. A lot of times what I'll post um, for Instagram, I'll have it because, uh, you know, it's part of the same platform pretty much. Yeah. So I'll have it sometimes just linked to my public page where it'll post it there as well. Well, Amy, it was wonderful talking to you. Uh, that was and great. You. Thank you. It was a lot less painful than I thought. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Bye. Have a nice day. Right, bye. You too.